everyone. Welcome to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We invite you to join our mission to love like Jesus, and you can connect with us on social media or visit our website, csvineyard.org. Now for this week's talk. Well, good morning, church. Thank you so much. You know, it's a real pleasure. It's an honor, actually, to be able to speak to you this morning. And I want to get the kids involved immediately. What is the best gift you ever got? Yeah. Family. All right, we're done. Yeah. Okay. What do we got over here? Life. Yeah. Whew. Man, you guys are good. Yeah, right here. Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Liam. What do you got? Food in the house and and a house to live in. Amen. Amen. All great gifts. I'm going to show you one of the best gifts I ever received. It's right here. It was in my back pocket. If you don't know what this is, this it's a nose hair clipper. <laughs> now, no one ever told me that as guys age, hair plays a trick on you. It migrates from the places you want it to other places, like my ears and my nose. You know, when I first got this, I really didn't use it that much. But as I have matured, I've noticed I'm using this bad boy even more. You know. I used to put it away in my toilet kit. Now it just kind of sits on the vanity, right? This gift is truly a blessing. But here's the neatest thing about this gift. Not only was I blessed to receive it, okay? The clipper, this clipper is a blessing to others. Let me explain. (laughs) Let me explain. If you're shorter than me, okay? If you're sitting in the front row like Amos and Allison, okay, you're not staring up at my nose hairs and the things that get attached to my nose hairs, right? One could say that with this, that this gift blessed me and it allows me to bless others. In a weird, analogous way, this nose clipper functions in the same manner of a spiritual gift. All followers of Jesus, you know, followers of Jesus, those who believe that uh, Jesus was the Son of God and he came to earth in bodily form and that he died on a cross, he was buried in a sealed tomb, he got up and now he sits in heaven. And he has dominion over heaven and earth, and he's done this for our sins. So those followers are the ones I'm talking about. You know, uh, as a Vineyard USA family, we are tracking on a theme of empowered, leading up to the celebration of, you know, the Holy Spirit. And we call that Pentecost in the church. And today, as part of the Empowered series that all Vineyard USA is doing. 
I'm really honored uh, to talk about spiritual gifts. And I've entitled this message, Strike Your Tent. So let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, thank you that long ago you knew we would need something to empower us to get us through this walk. And so as I speak today, Father, let my words be yours. Let them be clear in an area that the church has struggled with. Bring us your words in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we dive into the gifts, I think it's critical that we lay a foundation of who as followers we are and define our kingdom mission. So please stand with me to honor the reading of God's word. If you don't have a Bible, they are in the back. We're going to read from Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And the backstory here is God is speaking to a guy named Abram. And he said, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed by you. So let's remain standing as we read how Paul considers these words through the lens of Jesus. Let's go to a, a small book in the New Testament called Galatians. We're going to go to chapter 3, 6 to 9. And for those who don't know, Paul was an apostle. He was this guy who had, been, had a radical encounter with Jesus, and he was a missionary. He was going out to spread the gospel. And he says this, meditating on Genesis 12. In the same way, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham, then, are those who put their faith in God. What's more, scriptures looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles, that's most of us, right in his sight because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham, God has changed Abram's name, long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. Amen. Please have a seat. So let me just kind of recap that. If you're putting your faith in Jesus, then you share in the inheritance of Abraham. As such, you are blessed by God to be a blessing to all the nations. So how do the gifts, the, these spiritual gifts, figure into this, into this truth? Spiritual gifts empower believers to be a blessing to all nations. That's pretty simple, yes? Well, not really. In fact, what I said is not universally accepted by the church worldwide, okay? 
But the vineyard believes if we actually read the Bible and what the Bible actually says about spiritual gifts, it really is as simple as I stated. But let's talk about three primary reasons why there is confusion in the followers of Jesus as to why this simple truth isn't understood. Satan. Satan is the owner of confusion. You see a situation and there is confusion. You can probably bet that he is putting his hand into it. And why would he do that? Well, when you practice the spiritual gifts, you are building along with God. You are partnering with him to build his kingdom here on earth. That's really antithetical to Satan's mission of destruction. The second reason, culture. The owner of lack of accountability. Isn't our culture? It's easy to believe in things like astrology, the universe, vibration, witchcraft, crystals, etc., than to believe there is one single source of truth that loves you, but also will judge you and will ask you to live a specific way. And then what's the third? Well, it's people, just like me. I'm an owner of that do-it-yourself pride and hubris. I can do it. I don't need anyone else. When you put these three together, you get confusion. And that's why I believe the church is confused about the spiritual gifts. We are blessed in the vineyard in that we have a legacy of always practicing the spiritual gifts and seeing spiritual fruit come from it. So for me, it's impossible to say that all the gifts in the Bible are not operating because I believe they are. And I hope I'm going to lay the case out today that you'll see scripturally that they are. And then we're going to say, come Holy Spirit and spend some ministry time and let the Spirit do what he does to show you that the gifts are still active. So no wonder God's children are led astray regarding the gifts. But if you internalize that through Abraham, you're blessed by God to be a blessing for the nations and understand what the Bible actually says about the gifts through the grace of the Holy Spirit illuminating the word, you will not be confused and you will practice the gifts. Practice? Yes, practice. Use them as the Holy Spirit leads you. The gifts were not given to be hidden. Jesus, in his famous campaign speech, taught on a hillside, some people call it the Sermon on the Mount, says this as recorded by Matthew. You, if you're believing in Jesus, are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. I just want to look quickly at verse 16 because in the, uh, in the, in, in the version that we have it, that good deeds is really a Greek word, phos, P-H-O-S. Uh, 
which in this instance is used to mean in a general sense the true knowledge of God and spiritual things. In other words, don't hide your knowledge of God and spiritual things, read gifts. Instead, let them shine out. And why? So that everyone, the nations, all, everyone will praise God. In Matthew, Jesus himself gives us the reason spiritual gifts are given to empower us, to glorify God. Let's turn to your Bibles, or you can check out the screen, or you can pull out your app. I'm right at that middle age, so I kind of use the Bible, I use the app, I do kind of both. I mean, look how cynical I am, right? I, I, I have the paper speech, and I got the electronic speech, just in case this doesn't work, all right? All right? I'm right in that middle part. All right, so let's turn to your Bibles. First Chronicles 12, 4 through 7. And there are four key groupings of verses uh, regarding spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, and 1 Peter 4. Now, if you capture the QR code on the screen, your browser will land on a page that has all four verses, as we will not have time to unpack all of them. But it is, I think, very important that we all have these verses because this is the foundation that allows you to feel comfortable to go ahead and practice the spiritual gifts. Um, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. The ESV, the, uh, a different version, the English Standard Version, reads this way. Now there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit, and there are varieties of service but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all to everyone. To each is given the manifestation or the demonstration of the Spirit for the common good. Here Paul gives us more language as to why the gifts are given. He recognizes the triune God. If you have your Bible open or if you have your app open, circle or highlight in verse 4, Spirit. Uh, then circle, Lord in verse 5, and we know that when Paul says, Lord, he's referring to who? I heard it. Come on. Jesus. He's referring to Jesus. That, that is correct. And circle God in verse 6. So Paul is saying that the spiritual gifts are given to glorify the triune God. Paul also gives us the second reason Spiritual gifts are given in verse 7 for the common good or also to help each other, to edify believers. Is the world challenging? What was that thing called COVID? Wow. How do believers make it through tough times? Spiritual gifts. Faith. Let me give you an example of both reasons happening with a gift of healing. So I visited a church uh, 
I don't know, last year sometime uh, in Pottstown called Kingdom Life Church. And I noticed that a family, that, and I'd been there a few times before, we did a lot of feeding there during pandemic, and I noticed that there was a family in the pews that was demographically different than the group of congregants I was used to seeing sitting in the pews. So as the service ended, I chatted up the father and eventually asked him where he lived and how he had found this church. That I mean, there's no parking on this church. At this church, it's a street right on the street in a downtown neighborhood of Pottstown. And he told me he lived in Gilbertsville, some miles away, and many churches in between Gilbertsville and Pottstown. But, he, but here's the fascinating part. He told me that they had done a healing service and his mother had come into the service. And for years she had been racked with pain in her knees. She found it very difficult to walk. A word of knowledge was given. She responded to that word of knowledge and uh, she was healed. She immediately got on her mobile phone and called her son and said, you've got to come to Kingdom Life Church. Son came down, and this is a quote. He said, my mother was dancing in the aisles. Him and his entire household now attend the church. Two weeks ago, I was at the YMCA facilitating a Discovery Bible series for a young man who is being filled with God's spirit. And... There was something going on, and I knew something was going on. I couldn't leave the why. I felt it, and I kept asking, Lord, what are you doing? What's going on? You know, so I got no answer, and I got in my car and left. But before I got to 422, I stopped. I sat in the bank, and I turned around, and I went back to the why. And so I called Elijah. And I said, Lige, I'm not supposed to leave here, but I have no idea what the Lord is doing. Will you pray with me? And, you know, I called him right during finals, and he didn't sound super pleased to hear me. <laughs> but being the wonderful, obedient son he is, he said, yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, he said, yes. He said, yes. And so we prayed for maybe 30 seconds. And I said, well, I've got, I'm confirmed that I'm supposed to go back into the Y. And he said, you know, all I got was windows, windows. When we first time, I said, okay, I can work with that. I walked into the Y, and uh, there are a bunch of windows that kind of uh, separate the hallway from the basketball court. So I stood there looking. What to do? There was a guy sitting on the bleachers, and at some point I'm like, well, maybe I'm supposed to talk to him, and I'm, I'll talk to anybody. And so I walked on in, and I talked to him, and we had a great conversation. He lives in Upper Potts Grove. His son plays basketball. They're from Upper Darby, and his uh, daughter died in December. I'm like, oh, this is why I was supposed to be here. And so we prayed. The Spirit met him, gave him some comfort. We talked about spiritual things. So uh, both of those stories introduce a specific spiritual gift, a word of knowledge. Let's look to the Bible where both Paul and Peter list 
other various gifts. And these are all in the Bible, in the scripture that was on the QR code. Words of knowledge, wisdom, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, pastoring or shepherding, helping others, serving or hospitality, encouraging. Barnabas in Acts was an encourager, okay? Speaking or teaching like I'm doing now, kindness, leadership, or apostolic gifts, being an apostle, and evangelism. Now, a vineyard distinctive is that the Spirit distributes the gifts as He pleases. And it's really important to remember they are not merit-based. That just because I'm up here talking, I don't own the, you know, the, 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 all the spiritual gifts. I don't own what's going on in ministry time later. God owns that. And His Spirit takes control of that. Uh, we believe that all of the gifts are available today. And they're operational today. We do not believe that some of them have ceased at a certain time in history. We don't believe that at all. And we also believe that every follower of Jesus is to operate in spiritual gifts. In other words, spiritual gifts are not just a few for a few superstars. Everyone gets to play. We believe that God has given every single follower certain spiritual gifts, and he wants us to use those gifts. There was a, a conference in Syracuse, and they had a sign-up sheet for people who wanted to pray for folks at the conference. And I signed up, and Bob Palumbo signed up, our old pastor. Well, not our old pastor, but the pastor used to be here. And, um, sorry, Bob. And uh, I was like, this is cool, right? Because I had just been here a little bit of time. I'm like, this is great, right? I'm going to do this with Bob. I'm going to sit. I'm going to learn. This guy who moves in signs and wonders, this is going to be fantastic. We get up there, and they go, okay, Bob, you go to that room. Ed, you go to that room. And it's not praying for people. It's prophesying over people. It's sitting, literally, it's sitting there looking at someone and giving them something from the Lord. And that's not what I do. Okay? I ask questions, right? I look at people, and then usually the Lord starts to give me stuff. Well, let me tell you, that day I sat there. I looked at people, and the Lord spoke to them through me. Situational gifting, okay? So at any time, the Spirit can do whatever He wants to do. Did I hear an amen? I got an amen out there. Yeah. That's good. Paul's letter to the home churches in the cosmopolitan pagan Asian town of Ephesus highlight five specific gifts. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. Now, in doing this, Paul is in lockstep with his other letters and with Peter in declaring that these gifts are given to glorify God and for the common good, or as he writes, the building up of the body of Christ. At the vineyard, we believe these gifts are gifts and not titles. 
While there might be a dominant gifting of the five gifts, it's important to never take these on as a badge of honor, as all the gifts are a blessing from God and they're given to us to be a blessing. Let me give you an example. Allison's right here. Man, she is prophetic. She is, she's told me stuff. She's prophetic. She has a gifting of prophecy. But you know what? We had a leaders meeting and she was in there making margaritas. She's got a gift of hospitality too. <laughs> you want to become a leader now, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else? You know, what else can we call out? She has other gifts. She has gifts of shepherding, right? The spiritual formation work she does. Okay? So I don't call her prophetess. I call her Allison. And Allison is blessed with gifts. So are you. God gave us gifts to bless us and to be a blessing. He wants us to be obedient and use them to glorify the triune God and build up the body of Christ, the church. Do you remember Abram? Abram, God changed his name to Abraham. We started talking about him in the beginning. God told him to pack up his things and leave his comfort and go to a place Abram had not seen. Here was Abram's response in Genesis. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran, and he headed for the land of Canaan. Abram struck his tent. He packed it up with all his household, and he walked to where the Lord showed him because Abraham, Abram was obedient to the Lord's command. As such, he was blessed and is still a blessing to us. His spiritual family, that's what we are, a spiritual family with Jesus at the head and Abram in our lineage. I think this is a word for us today. We are to be a spiritual family that asks for spiritual gifts and uses the spiritual gifts given us to glorify the triune God and to build up Jesus' church, to realize we are blessed to be a blessing, to give away our gifts with abandon and love. You know, it might be messy. Not everyone we pray for is going to be healed. Not every word of knowledge, no matter how accurate, will be received well. Not everyone you evangelize to will start to follow Jesus at that moment. Some people you lead will betray you. Some people you trust will abandon you. Some people who are healed will never return to the gathering. Some people you serve will take advantage of you. You will give some people godly wisdom, and they'll call it folly. And in that time, remember, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. As he rose, so shall we rise. But until that time of great celebration, our job as followers is to be obedient to what the Lord has for us. And what is better than joining this eternal mission? I can't really think of anything else. 
Abram struck his tent in obedience and he started walking. Are you ready to acknowledge your blessing and be a blessing by striking your tent and stepping fully into the spiritual gifting God is offering? Are you ready to strike your tent? Thanks again for listening to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We hope you share this with your friends and family and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.